2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
3: From
1: the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michaels Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels.
3: to have you we are uh enjoying a friday final hour of the program coming up we're going to talk with uh, mike clemens our green and gold insider devontae adams back at practice today good news there so uh good stuff going for the packers it looks like jair alexander is back kevin king is back uh you've got uh, your full alan lazard is back you got just about your full compliment tyler irvin uh, out with the rib injury most likely not going to play in this contest. But uh, it looks like everybody else, for the most part, uh, except for maybe even Atrevious Adams. I have to wait and see if he actually practiced today. But uh, he has that toe injury. But everybody else seems to be back. In the meantime, the Badgers heading down to play Northwestern. Northwestern, number 19 in the country, sitting at 4-0. And the Badgers, only two wins, but only two games played. History not on UW side. They are 1-5 in five in their last six games at Ryan Field. But after getting uh, through, you know, COVID and beating up on Michigan, they beat up on Illinois earlier. Uh, a lot of optimism. A lot of optimism going into this week. Um, so, you know, we'll wait and see. But, uh, I, you know, obviously uh, freshman tailback Jalen Berger made his first contribution. Uh, he ended up with, uh, what, 87 yards. Had a touchdown as well. Um Badgers were able to run the ball pretty well against Michigan and able to move it. Um, obviously, Danny Davis is a guy that you're looking forward to. Graham Mertz is playing extremely well and impressing a lot of people. So we'll wait and see. I mean, the Badgers do it in many different ways. They ran the ball with nine different running backs. Nine different people, I should say, carrying the football in that game against Michigan. It wasn't just, uh, you know, one guy or Graham Mertz doing it. It was everybody doing it. So the play calling, Very dynamic. And, uh, and we'll see how this comes out. But uh, the Badgers looking for their third win of the season and looking to continually move up. The Badgers already getting a lot of national respect as one of the teams that, you know, could very well end up in uh, in the Final Four and on their way to possibly a championship. Now, obviously, they need to complete all six games to be able to get themselves into the game against most likely Ohio State, you know, West versus East, for the Big Ten Championship. But, um it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Got to go up against a very tough linebacker, and Patty Fisher and company. Um, obviously, uh, Blake Gallagher is tough for them. He's got 34 tackles on the season. And uh, Chris Bergen, uh, another very tough linebacker uh, down there as well. So uh, the Badgers defense, though, look, they've been they've been as good as advertised as well. Their defense efficiency, they're, they're top ranked in the country, and they've got contributions from all over. So I'm looking for big things out of this uh, out of this Badger team this weekend. I, I'm I'm looking forward to. It. Got a lot of good games to watch. You've got the Bedlam going on, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State going on this weekend. Um, Indiana, an up and coming team. Here comes their test. Here comes Ohio State. So you've got that game going on. That's a noon kickoff. Then after that, you got the Badgers and uh, Northwestern, and like I mentioned, you got Bedlam coming up on Saturday night, and then you've got all the NFL games on Sunday. Man, it's a it's a full weekend of football. This is a hunker-down weekend. If you're not doing the uh, the hunting thing and going to the Northwoods, this is uh, this is a good weekend for football, really good weekend for football. You did have some games canceled and such, but but as far as premier games, you still have some good ones, no doubt about it. Uh, 855-830-8648. Uh, prediction. Badgers win this one and win this one easy. 855-830-8648. Um, I really like Ramsey, the quarterback for, um, for Northwestern. I like what he did when he was in Indiana before he transferred. I like his ability. He's got running ability, but more so than anything, he's got a really strong and accurate arm. So they've got some offensive weapons down there, too. So I, I'm I'm looking for a good game, but I'm still going to say the Badgers come out on top in this one. I'm going to say the Badgers put up 35, 35-28. Badgers get a win in this contest. And that may be giving Northwestern offensively a little too much credit because the Badgers' defense is just that good. 28 might even be a little bit high. Maybe maybe I could say something like 28-17 even, but I think the Badgers get a win. I don't think uh, – even, if it's, even though it's like playing at a, a glorified high school stadium down there. It, and there's just they always have the grass that's cut real long. It's just a weird place to play. But I'm still going to say the Badgers walk away with a win. I think the Badgers get a win in this one. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Let's go to Paul listening to us in Eau Claire. Paul, how you doing today, man? What's going on?
4: Hey, I'm doing great. I think the Badgers win 24-14, I think, it's the lower scoring game
3: but I think that uh, they end up pulling it out by 10. 24-14, I've got you penned in, man. Hopefully uh, you you come out on it. Now, when you talk about both defenses playing, appreciate the phone call, when you talk about both defenses playing, well, it may not be a high-scoring affair. The weather's not going to be, I don't think, there's supposed to be some rain down there this weekend. I don't think the rain's going to reach all the way up into Wisconsin, but I think there's going to be some rain down there. So that could bode well for the, for the Badgers who, do a lot of jet sweeps. They do a lot of movement, a lot of motion. They run the ball extremely well. Their offensive line obviously is solid. They they don't have that Jonathan Taylor-esque running back, but they get it done by committee in many different ways. And I think Graham Mertz is just a guy. Cat's a quarterback, man. This is another – this is his first really big test. Going into the big house and playing with poise was um, uh, was an accomplishment. But the, the Michigan – Wolverines are are not the same level of talent anymore as what you're about to face down there in a really weird setting in Evanston. I think the the Wildcats are a good team. I don't know if they're ready to say a great team, but I think they're a very good team. And this would be a good win for the Badgers and even even better win for Graham Mertz if he performs well uh, in this contest as well. This is where you really get solidification as belief in Graham Mertz being the quarterback of the future for the Wisconsin Badgers. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. You want to chime in? Go ahead and do it. Again, 855-830-8648. I want to read you an email in just a moment. Uh, angry. Angry email. That came in a little while ago. I'm going to get into this. Coming up here momentarily, stay tuned. Uh, this portion about uh, of the program. Brought to you by our friends, uh, Sean and the gang at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Go to com. That's EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. Epoxy Flooring, polyurea coating, whatever it is you need. They've got different colors, different finishes, rough, smooth. They can do it for your home, say, for your garage, a rec room, a basement, a gym like I did. Or you can do it uh, for a business, for a showroom, say, or industrial. And they warranty it for life. And they're right here in our own backyard, here in the upper Midwest, here in Wisconsin, is where they're based out of. Go to Sean at EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. That is EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com and see for yourself. This email came in just a little while ago. Got to get to it. Um, This one is from Corey who says, I've had enough. Somebody needs to interject some common sense here, and all of those complaining about not going all in with Rodgers as your quarterback seem to have forgotten there is a salary cap in this sport. This team's roster is still depleted from the last few years of Ted Thompson's drafts. Gutekind has done a remarkable job of getting this team to where it is by going into free agency. You aren't sniffing an NFC Championship game last year without his moves, and that I completely agree with. You can't just go out there and keep spending money when you've got uh, one of the highest-paid quarterbacks, offense or outside linebackers, left tackles, and wide receivers in the game, there's always a salary cap, people. It was only two years ago when our team was losing to the Cardinals at home with Rodgers on the field. Absolutely remarkable that we are in the position we are already in with the moves against has made. It's going to take time to restock the roster through the draft. Corey. Corey, I, I, for what you stated on its face, I 100% agree with you. 100 percent there's nothing there that i can argue with however when you stay when you say read through the draft i think that's where a lot of people point at this and they say you needed to do more you needed to draft for the here and the now for an impact player a helpful player Now, the emergence of Marquez Valdez-Scantling over the last couple of weeks makes the necessity for a wide receiver fade away if, indeed, he continues to play well and continues to progress and gain confidence. However, tell me if the Packers would have had that first overall pick, that first pick in the draft for them, if that would have been Patrick Queen roaming the middle of that defense versus Jordan Love sitting on the sidelines. Tell me it wouldn't have been more meaningful if you still had that fourth round draft choice. And you either pick up a beefy defensive lineman or you pick up yet another wide receiver. You'd have two more players most likely making an impact on your roster rather than somebody that's not in a in a and a draft choice that was traded away. I think that's what people are looking at probably more so than anything. And, and to that extent, I agree. Because you don't know what you have in Jordan Love. You know you only have a few years left of Aaron Rodgers. And when you talk about restocking through the draft, you're 100% correct. But you got to restock through the draft. What they did was accelerate the future. And they traded up to do it. That's where I think a lot of people take, take – uh, take pause i'll say this though when it comes to the jordan love pick if jordan love turns out to be the real deal then it's a brilliant move but if he doesn't that's that's going to be the pick that hangs you cuz packers fans aren't going to forget about that because they still haven't forgotten about passing over tj watt just saying 855 830 Coming up next, Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold insider, is going to be joining us. We're going to hear his thoughts and uh, talk a little bit about this team getting healthy and getting ready for this game down there in Indianapolis. Before that, though, uh, Radio Joe Zinzola left you this message about his experience with his friends at Hyundai.
2: Hey guys, I bought my car from Hyundai West Alice, and man, do I love my Hyundai Sonata. I'll tell you what else I love, though. Customer satisfaction. Did you know that they are the number one overall store for it? And when you walk into their showroom, you will see why. They are looking out for you when it comes to your safety. Everyone's wearing masks. So they're wiping everything down. Even when you bring your car into service, they're putting steering wheel covers on so no germs are able to get past. They are looking out for you. And not only that, they have some good deals. Right now, get 0% for 72 months on the new Hyundai Sonata, Tucson, and Santa Fe models during the Thanksgiving sales event. And if you use my name, Joe Zanzola, or Radio Joe, you'll get an additional $500 off. Get Hyundai Assurance with America's Best Warranty, 10-year, 100,000 miles, at Hyundai West Dallas on Highway 100 or com. A part of the International Autos Group where our ordinary needs to be extraordinary. $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance with approved credit must qualify for rebate ends January 4th, 2021. Again, that's Hyundai West Dallas.
1: Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. At the 32 yard line, Darius Leonard.
5: Yeah! That's how you start! They still ain't stop y'all! They still ain't stop y'all! I'm not here! I'm not here! Over linebacker.
1: Overheld. Ah. Overheld.
6: He's just so fast and instinctive. He does a great job reading the quarterback in the past game, and he's violent uh, in the run game. He's got a great nose for the football, and then when he arrives at the football, he does a great job of either punching it or raking it out. He's one of the best in the business.
2: Overheld. Ah. Overheld.
3: Darius Leonard. He has got the crosshairs squarely on Aaron Rodgers. Welcome back to the program. The Bill Michaels Show continues on this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends at Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. It's naturally carbonated, gluten-free, and includes no artificial flavoring. Check it all all out at uh, BudLight.com. That is BudLight.com. Good friends over there at Bud Light. Mike Clemens, our Green Gold Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And, uh, Michael, boy, I tell you what, Darius Leonard uh, has put that away in his uh, mental file, and he has got the crosshair set squarely on Aaron Rodgers, doesn't he?
6: He's nuts, Bill. He's nuts. (laughs) There you go. He's a great pick from Chris Ballard. GM has been building this Colts team. Got him in the second round two years ago, South Carolina State. Kid comes in, hair on fire, runs all over the field. And even this season, Bill, missing a game or two of the groin injury, still leads the Colts in tackles. Now, you know, when we were doing that prep for that 49ers game a couple weeks ago, uh, Rodgers was doing this breakdown of the 49ers defense and who's still left over there. And, you know, here's the other thing, too, about this Colts team, because, you, you know, when you think about the Colts, you think about the acquisitions they made in free agency with Justin Houston, DeForest Buckner from the 49ers, Xavier Rhodes, the veteran at corner uh, from the Vikings. But it's this kid that they brought up in the last couple of years. And we were talking to Aaron Rodgers uh, before we go into the 49ers game and give an assessment. He says, I think Fred Warner, the inside linebacker for the 49ers, is the best inside linebacker in the NFL. Well, down in Indianapolis, Darius Leonard, who knew that the Packers were coming up in a couple he heard that comment. Um, um, and he says he's going to leave a mark on Aaron Rodgers. And he was asked, you know, what do you think makes a great inside linebacker? What makes you a great linebacker or a great ball player
5: is how how well can you change the game? And that that's my M.O. I think that's what I, what I got of a lot of linebackers is I, I, I'm a game changer. Um, um, Somehow, I don't know how, but somehow I, I get the ball in my hand or I take the ball out of their hands. And that's what makes you a great linebacker, not just, you know, not just making tackles. I've seen it as soon as you said it. You know, you, you hear things like that. that just give you that extra motivation to go out and play. Uh, I've been looking forward to this game um, ever since you said it, you know, just kind of, you know, he's been in the league for a long time, and, you know, for him to say that to Fred Warner, you know, he play on time twice a year. So, you know, my, my first time, I want to, you know, I want to leave a mark and uh, hopefully, you know, change, change his mind of, you know, what he said about that.
3: So, the follow-up question, the natural question is, when you say you're going to leave a mark, are you talking about a mental impression or the front of your face mask into his chest? That's what I want to know, what kind of mark he's, uh, he's planning on leaving. You know what I mean?
6: My high school coach says, that, you know, where it says Rydell, you want to put that into his forehead. You know, it's like, right. like branding a steer.
3: <laughs> exactly. That's a, that's what I want to know. Is it just a mental impression that you would wish to leave a mark, or are you talking about leaving marks on his chest? Right. You
6: come home from high school practice, and your mom says, why does it say Rydell backwards on your forehead, son?
3: Yeah. Um, so My mom Rivers, used to say, why does it say Liddler?
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah Riddler. Um. <laughs> Philip Rivers uh, is in uh, Indianapolis now and leading this team to a 6-3 and record. Seems like he's settled down in terms of throwing the picks. And, you know, Philip, he's going to turn 39, and there's a lot of, of Favre in him. Um, he's got that strange delivery where it just kind of comes low and, and over the head. It's not a big, you know, three-quarters uh, delivery, but it's a strong arm. He's a strong dude, big guy. And you know, I think he's even probably even more into the X's and O's in these last couple of years of his career than ever before. And I thought that was interesting what Matt Lafleur had to say when he was coaching with the Texans and the Titans and facing the Chargers more often. That uh, you know Philip Rivers is a more heady quarterback than what people give him credit for. Now the thing is, it's not like what he did for most of his career is downfield uh, pushing the ball to the corners. Uh, with the uh, wide, speedy wide receivers. And he's still got T.Y. Hilton, who's getting on in years now, actually, down there. But, he, you know, you'll hear him throwing to guys like number 14, Pascal, or this uh, rookie they've got, Michael Pittman Jr. They use him a lot. He's back from injury. And they they dump the ball off to their wide receivers or to their running backs a lot. I mean, like what the Packers have. You know, Hines, number 21, gets a lot of passes last week in that win over the Titans. Even Jonathan Taylor, they're trying to work him in as well. So you talk to Philip Rivers about facing big-time, prime-time game. You know, Joe Buck's going to be there, Troy Aikman, uh, and facing going against a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers.
5: I've always, you know, appreciated and thought it was special going against a quarterback like him you know, going back through the years from the Fars to the uh, Mannings to, you know, I could go on and on uh, with Drew and Roethlisberger and Eli. And I mean, I could, I could keep going. So it, it is special. And certainly being in the NFC, Brady, um, certainly being in the NFC, um, you don't see those guys, but, you know, once every four years. Um, and then, uh, you know, I was able to play, you know, we played against them last year and then now getting them back to back. So it, it is special. Uh, the guy's unbelievable. Uh, obviously the career he's had and, and uh, you know the big plays, and I could go on and on uh, with what makes him what makes him awesome. I think the the number that stands out to me is just how few of interceptions he's thrown in all these years is is quite remarkable, especially with as aggressive as he is and uh, you know pushing it down the field. And what a great you know passer he is, pure passer from from deep to short. So um, it is it is special.
3: At least they had a chance to see him last year, so you get a little bit uh, of film study on what his tendencies are. As you know.
6: And Philip Rivers picked them apart. I mean, by the second half, he figured out they were not going to cover the shallow area right behind the linebackers and in front of the safeties, and he even said that after the game. I don't know why. I just kept on throwing 15-yard chunk passes over the middle, and we kept moving the ball down, kept it out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. And the frustrating part is that Mike Patton, your defensive coordinator for the Packers, he's seen a lot of Phillip Rivers in his career when he was head coach of the Browns, when he was with the Jets, when he was with the Ravens. And we talked to Patton about not repeating mistakes that led to the loss against Philip Rivers and the Chargers last year.
4: We don't want to get caught up too much in the, in the mental part. It's, it, it's important, but at the same time, it's, it's going to come down to, to, uh, to winning our one-on-ones. But it's always a challenge to go against, uh, against Philip just, you know, just because of ha- how good he is at, at, at having an understanding of what you're in and then having the ability to put his team in, in, the, uh, in the best possible play.
3: The, uh, the head coach, Frank Reich, Mike, I really like. I like his aggressiveness. I like the fact that this guy goes after it, even on fourth down and even sometimes in his own territory. He's a guy that plays, the, plays very aggressive football.
6: Yep, and Frank, you know, the backup quarterback back in the early 90s behind Jim Kelly in a, a wild card game came back. It brought his bills back 32 points, one of the biggest turnarounds ever in NFL or even college football to beat the Oilers up in Buffalo. Worked his way up as a coach. They've drafted Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin, and we asked about you know how he's been, how Jonathan Taylor has done in his rookie season in the NFL with the Colts.
4: Very excited about how productive he's been as a receiver, you know, coming out of Wisconsin. You know, those guys don't get much, you know, much of a look at what they do receiving. But, we, you know, we felt like he could contribute to us in the passing game, you know, get a big man with that kind of speed out in space. And he's done a good job for us out there. And, and as a runner, you know, he's he's running it well. You know, he's got size, speed, and strength. So, you know, we continue to roll him in there. He's been very productive.
3: Yeah, we had, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor on the show earlier this week, and he, you know, talked about, you know, learning the NFL and how different it is from when he was at Wisconsin and how, you know, you're kind of trying to pick it up on the fly, but it's great to have a guy like Phillip Rivers in the the backfield so he can just learn and listen, you know?
6: And when we covered Super Bowl a couple years ago up in Minneapolis, Eagles against the Patriots, I was so impressed by Frank Reich and how he's built his career after being a quarterback, now as a coach, the offensive coordinator there for Doug Peterson, they end up upsetting and beating the Patriots in that game using Corey Clement, another Badger, as a, as a target, as a receiver in that game, catching a touchdown. And so I asked Frank on the teleconference, you know, how much did coaching Corey Clement in Philadelphia with the Eagles help prepare him to coach a guy like Jonathan Taylor? And he reminded me that he, as part of his path as a coach, he was also with the Chargers, and with another Wisconsin product.
4: Yeah, and uh, you know, I coached uh, Melvin Gordon as well. So, um, you know, I understand the schemes, that, you know, that they came from, you know, the, you know, the power, the gap scheme stuff that Wisconsin does so well um, and that they're known for. So, yeah, some of that experience helps for sure.
3: Uh, let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break. Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. If you got games coming up this weekend, you don't feel like cooking, just stop up to Quick Trip. They have Take Heat and Eat Meals, good stuff, just like mom would make. Like mom sitting in the kitchen in La Crosse making these things up, putting them on a truck, sending them out just for you. Stop into your local Quick Trip. Swipe your Quick Rewards card. You're good to go. It's that simple, and it's from our friends at Quick Trip. They've got you covered, whether it's bread or milk or eggs or butter or bananas, whatever you happen to need. Good coffee, and now they've got those take-home heat and eat meals. Such such good stuff from our friends over there at Quick Trip. More with Mike Clements coming up next.
1: Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
5: year is going to be unique free agents class only because a lot of teams are going to be trying to get under the number on whatever that comes out to be. The players that might be on the on the available to us during the March period may may be a little bit different than it has been in the past and we want to have some flexibility to, to do those things if we can. So we've always believed that we'd like to take care of our own first. It's very important to us but we'd also like to have some flexibility to see what the market might bring in in March.
3: Welcome back to the program. There you go. Good stuff. And uh, our good buddy Mike Clemens joining us. Coming back from break, uh, the voice you heard, Brian Gudekinst talking about the 2012 free agency in March. Going to be different than this, uh, or I should say than in years past. And uh, a lot of good stuff uh, from Gudekinst. You would love to see him do as much as he can to throw the chips to the middle of the table and be able to bolster this team, as we were talking about earlier today. From some, of the, uh, from some of the national pundits who are highly critical of what's going on. This is a big game for the Green Bay Packers, and uh, the Packers trying to beat a team over five hundred for the second time this season. Mike Clemens joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And, Michael, uh, you know, some of the criticism this week has been somewhat warranted. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I look at what they did in the offseason, and, yeah, maybe they did draft for the future, and maybe they did get a Hall of Famer, but we don't know, and what we know is the here and the now, and – the same things that seem to plague the Packers going into the offseason still seem to plague the Packers. That's why I think this game is big, because can they beat a team that's over 500 that has a staunch defense?
6: Right, and here you are struggling to beat the 1-7 Jaguars last weekend. Devontae's on the sideline for a while there in the fourth quarter with an ankle injury. Lazard's still recovering from surgery. And then that Will Fuller thing comes up. And Andrew Brandt, who you know grew up as part of that Ron Wolf, Ted Thompson tree, Well, for the long time, he was the vice president of finance for the Packers. We had him on this week and asked him, why do you think the Packers would not make that trade for the Texans wide receiver, Will Fuller? You know, they don't chase quick fixes. They draft and develop. And I know you heard a lot of it with this Will Fuller stuff. I get it. He's an exciting player. The complication with Fuller, as you know, is he's a free agent. Are you going to give up a low round pick for just eight games left on his contract, maybe. Are you gonna give up a high round pick? No way. And then if you're negotiating with Fuller to get a new deal, he's looking at the market of 1819 a year for top receivers, and you got Devonte making 15. So that's a problem.
3: I, I completely get that, uh, and we all figured that there was no way they were going to resign him anyway. With the, they needed to get in David Bakhtiari, need to get in Aaron Jones, need to get in Corey Lindsley, Kevin King, all that. So we figured it would be a rental, right? Right, right.
6: And, but in the meantime, though, with Devontae gone, and you're going up against the number one defense – and I don't think Lazard's coming back this week yet. I think, you know, they just had to get him on the field. There was a deadline Wednesday where they could get him off of IR. Then you asked Devonte in the middle of the week on the status of, his, status of his ankle injury that he hurt in that Jaguars game.
3: Just letting it heal up as much as possible. We, we're doing all of the right things to make sure I can be on top of the game by Sunday. Um, you know, I don't, I'm don't. i not even going to go there as far as guaranteeing if I'm playing or not. But like I said, we're doing all the things right, right now to make, make sure I'm uh, – It's pain-free and not limited uh, come Sunday, and that's where we are. So, Bill, that
6: got me thinking about this wide receiver depth chart because Darius Mm -hmm. Shepard, undrafted guy from last year, he's coming off a sprained shoulder. So I asked Aaron Rodgers, what about Equinemia St. Brown? I know he's been on and off this year with a knee injury. Or Malik Taylor, the guy that beat out Jake Kummerow for a spot in the wide receiver core. What do you think of these guys as options right now?
4: Yeah, I, I think the key for both those guys is the mental side. E Q obviously been dealing with some physical stuff, but uh, mentally, I would say that he's uh, he's ahead of uh, ahead of Malik just because he has that rookie year where he played a bunch. Um, I thought from a physical standpoint, he looked a lot better last week uh, running around. He ran some nice routes. Um, it's just, I think, about him getting comfortable, again, on the field and, and feeling good about his body. Malik is just mental. You know, we just got to keep putting him in positions where he feels comfortable um, because he is talented. Um, but if he's thinking too much, it doesn't matter how much talent you have, you're just not going to play as fast. So We got to keep thinking about how we can put him in spots to be successful. We all like the potential. But in this league, it's all about, uh, you know, how you can fit in an offense based on, your aptitude of scheme and, and your fit uh, within certain place.
6: So, Bill, this puts the spotlight in number 83, Marquez valdez Scantling, who Week one, wide open in the dome against the Vikings, U.S. Bank, drops the ball. Then comes back with another, a nice one down the middle for a touchdown. Or like a couple of weeks ago, San Francisco, wide open in the flats, drops the ball. Then comes back with a post pattern for a touchdown and a nice move back in the end zone and he ends up finishing the game with two touchdowns. And I thought you made a great suggestion on the show. Like, Remember what they did with Jermichael Finley? They found out they needed to get that guy into a rhythm early. Come to him early in the game, and then he'll start you know, producing for you throughout. Don't make him wait two quarters. So I talked to the wide receivers coach this week, Jason Vrabel, elevated this year, doing a tremendous job with all those receivers, On talking about getting the confidence up of MVS.
7: Yeah, I I really wouldn't say that for any of our guys, you know, on the sideline. I remember, you know, a couple of times it'd be like the third or fourth drive. And I just said to MVS, hey, man, you're winning your routes. Like, keep your focus. Keep digging. He he always just shakes his head. He's like, I'm good. Don't worry about it. So there's never like a selfish, you know, part of him whatsoever. He's a team guy. I think the biggest thing is is like, you know, uh, he's been playing now for three years. And and he knows what the standard has to be. And he's holding himself to that standard and, you know, knows the level that he needs to play at. You know, I mean, I think he just two drops. He took his eyes off the ball this year. If He makes those catch versus Minnesota on the shallow, you know, and then, you know, uh, the other week, then he makes those catches and runs for 30 yards. and, And he knows that then probably wouldn't people wouldn't be talking about it. Um, so those are the things you know on the sideline I said hey man you're gonna get a chance to make another play you know against the 49ers he says I know he said it was just I just took, took my eyes off it you know I think it's a maturity level some guys you know trying to shake their heads and stay emotional and they let it affect another play and I think he's done a really good job of that mentally being strong and bouncing back and and just being a team guy and then when his shots called it's up to him to make the play he's made those you know more than he did you know last year and it's just a, a progress form of just being at that elite level that, you know, he knows he can play at. So if they're not going uh, no, to – No, Mike, I was just going to say
3: that word just came over that Devontae will be playing this week, and Matt LaFleur just making that announcement.
6: Yeah, yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, about an hour ago there was video of him running around the field and looking pretty good. Uh, good. So, you know, they and they, in other words, they don't mind that getting out there, to be sure. Right. So the next thing is that if you're not going to make these moves for a trade or free agency, then that means that Gutekunst is saying we still believe in there's still a lot of ascension left for Equinemia St. Brown, Malik Taylor. Could he be like a like a James Jones someday or even MVS? So then you go to the offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, on the progress of those three gates, and I asked him you know, about getting MVS more involved in the game earlier in the game.
0: Okay, MVS. I would say uh, i think that goes for any wide receiver i mean anytime you can get them involved early that's always good for them um you 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 always want to try to spread the ball around as much as you possibly can to make sure that they understand they're getting involved and all that stuff and we always try to do that but sometimes it doesn't work out that way um i i think that uh mvs had a very good game last game really made some huge plays and and really is one of the big reasons why we were able to win that football game last week um, but he, he's improving, and his ability to run down the field is is, is awesome. I mean, he, he can really go. Um, uh, Malik, M- Malik is, is a versatile guy, um, and he shows some some, um, s- some ability to separate and be able to get down the field and, and run after the catch. He's done some good things. Um, he's a guy that, you know, we have to just continue to watch. And then uh, EQ, I think he's really come on. You know, he had a really good game this past week, um, you know, both from the blocking standpoint, which I think was huge for, for us, and then his ability to put his foot in the ground and and trust his ability to be able to get out of cuts, I think as that slowly comes back, I think he's going to be able to bring more to the football team.
3: Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got some more with Mike Clemens as we continue to effort towards the weekend. Badgers taking on the Wildcats. You've got to the Packers heading down to Indianapolis. We're breaking it all down. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up right after this.
1: You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
4: There's nobody in the building that brings me more joy or uh, is more fun to be around than Nathaniel Hackett. I love him. Hope he doesn't go anywhere unless I do.
3: That was the uh, the little... The little thoughtful drop that Aaron Rodgers put in there last week. Welcome back to the program. The Bill Michael Show continues on. A reminder, our Green and Gold postgame show with Mike Clemens, joining uh, Gary Ellison and I coming up immediately following Indianapolis hosting Green Bay this weekend. Packers on the road down at Lucas Oil Field, taking on a very tough and very pesky defense in the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, last year they lost to Phillip Rivers when he was with the Chargers, hoping not to do the same this coming weekend against the same body, uh, just a different uh, jersey covering it up. Mike Clemens joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And, yeah, Mike, uh, last week he dropped he dropped that thoughtful little nugget on us. Yeah, a
6: couple of things this week. I mean, Aaron talked about how close he's been over the years with David Bocchiari. We knew that there was a relationship there, you know, going to Bucks games, working out of the offseason with – Clay Matthews and Thousand Oaks in California, etc. But the thing about, you know, just how close he's come in the last year and a half with his offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, is pretty intense. And one of the things that these guys share together is, is movies. You know, Aaron Rodgers loves all those Keanu Reeves, John Wick movies. He was in Game of Thrones. He's been in other TV shows. You know, He does all the acting and the TV commercials as well. And so the other day, Aaron was talking about – because he was asked about, you know, some of these uh, touchdown celebrations you're doing this year are a little weird. You know, like what's the influence of them? And so Nathaniel Hackett was asked about, about all that.
2: Nathaniel, uh, your starting quarterback was saying how you're the inspiration behind his touchdown celebrations because of your love of gold member. Can you tell <laughs> us the story behind that?
0: Um, yeah. There's this guy – He's, uh, he's a villain. Um, his name is Goldmember. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen the movie. It's an Austin Powers uh, movie and a big fan of Austin Powers. Really enjoyed those. And uh, Goldmember is one of those guys that he loves gold.
3: I love gold.
0: And I think you got to respect somebody that really loves gold. And uh, for us, when you get into the inside the 20-yard line, you have a chance to score touchdowns more touchdowns we score everybody gets gold Uh, it it, kind of is something that we've kind of built on um, throughout the past two years Uh, I've always looked at the third down a lot of people call it the money down but uh, we like to get the gold down there very shagadelic baby yeah (laughs) it's just kind of evolved into this uh, fun and exciting experience so that once everybody gets into the gold area they're thinking about getting the gold and uh, I mean the whole idea is to score touchdowns and for those guys to celebrate together. I think that's so, so important. I mean, it takes all 11 to get down in that end zone. And so one thing that we talk a lot about is celebrating together. And I think that's something that you always, we're always gonna coach, we're always gonna talk about, we want them to do all the time. Cause I think it's a powerful statement when, I mean, you can even look at it wasn't in the gold zone, but you can look at that go that we threw to Marquez and he goes, I think it was like 70 some yards. And the first guy down there was David Bakhtiari. I mean, that's a big dude running that far down the field and uh i mean he does it. he jumps at him you know you got guys showing that they love gold i mean all that kind of stuff and i think that that's just that brings teams together and i think that's something that that the guys have really bought into and they've learned to love and appreciate gold member and, and what he believes in
2: the look of it the taste of it the smell of it the texture
3: i love gold so much hence the name
1: gold member
0: we believe in a lot of the same stuff not the bad villain
3: stuff but the uh, Get the gold stuff. Well, there you go. Kind of like their very own version of Studio 54 in the dance routines at the, the, (laughs) the end of the day. You know,
6: in just five years, we've gone from quiet practices, guys grunting, you know, getting water, to music on the field, to nonstop music on the field, to... You know, these videos that they, that they do during their virtual meetings and stuff, you know, Nathaniel Hackett is a whiz at these computers and helping out the assistants. They put up together these presentations with drop-ins and movie clips and stuff like that to keep the players' attention, to get through the long hours of these. And, you know, they're under these new strict COVID uh, restrictions. You know, if you're weightlifting, you got to take your turn. you got to have spacing in the weight room. you got to have a mask on. You know, I mean, it's this is a long season for these guys mm-hmm. with all the COVID stuff like that. So that's how he lightens it up with drop-ins from movies like Gold Member.
3: There you go, good Gold Member uh, dance uh, routine. I, I see. Here's the thing: Are they planning something each and every weekend now, or is it just a one-off?
6: Gray Rugemer, the former guard who's like the player development guy, he comes up with sort of some team activities that are within the protocol. You know, like. They were playing cornhole on one road game and things like that. They're kind of keeping that to themselves. That's sort of a team thing. But, you know, they've got a, it's a fine balance between being COVID safe and, you know, still having some, some team bonding. So one of the big things I want to look for in this game, though, too, Bill, is just the running game. They haven't really gotten the running game going because they, they were missing running backs there for a couple weeks, et cetera. But you need to see that against the number one defense – And the other thing is, look for this tandem of Christian Kirksey, who's finally been back. He was back last week. And Kamal Martin, who burst through during training camp. And that's the – you know, I've been critical of Mike Pettin. But finally, by week 11, he can get these two guys in the field at inside linebacker. Kirksey to be – to run the defense with the radio helmet. Kamal with his quickness and hustle uh, when they're in their base defense. And maybe that will help solve some of the problems – that this Packers defense has had so far this season.
3: Yeah, they. Uh, this is a big test for them, uh, not just defensively, but I, I think this offensive line, the ability to run block against this defense, the ability to protect Aaron Rodgers after they got beat up down in Tampa Bay, this is uh, This is where you either become a believer that the 7-2 and record is for real and that they're a team that's vet, definitely vying for a championship, or... You go back to the drawing board and say same old, same old. Beat up by the uh, by the Chargers, beat up by the 49ers, beat up by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you can't stop the run. Obviously, uh, by the by the Minnesota Vikings, nothing's changed, and therefore this yeah. is where you get to the wash, rinse, repeat mode of a lot Win of the thought division, process.
6: one and done in the playoffs, right?
3: Right, exactly. Good stuff, Mike. Uh, we'll talk again on Sunday night. Thanks, Bill. All right, pal, there you go. That's it. That'll do it. That'll wrap this thing up for the week, and we get you ready for – you've got Badger football coming up this week, and I can't wait. Uh, a really good matchup in the Big Ten, uh, the Buckeyes and Indiana Hoosiers, although I think the Buckeyes are going to win the game. I want to gauge and see how good Indiana really is. Uh, you've got to then the Wildcats hosting the Badgers down in Evanston. you got a good full slate of NFL games coming up this weekend and on Monday night as well. So you got all football all the time, man. I can't wait. Get ready for it. Time for us to get out of here. Have a going.